Hi there once again. Thanks for spending part of your day with us here on Leading Edge. I'm your host, Jeff Smith. Coming up in a few moments, what do you think of when I say the words youth sports? Do you immediately go positive or negative? Okay, now what if I say the word coaching? Same thing? Take it or leave it? There's a coaching summit in March. It's going to be happening here locally, looking to maybe rewrite the narrative a little bit and provide some insight for both sides of the issue. All the details on that coming up in just a bit. But first, Fletcher Word's been a friend for a long time, and his Sojourner's Truth newspaper has always been a great local publication. If you've never seen it before, you've got to check it out. In the last week, the Reverend Donald Perryman, he penned a piece entitled Listening Through the Cracks, Potential Moves in Toledo Politics. It grabbed my attention because of his prediction of the future. So our resident Nostradamus, the Reverend Donald Perryman, joins us here on Leading Edge today. Thank you for taking some time to be here. Thank you for inviting me and glad to be here. Absolutely. So I, the reason I wanted to bring you on here, as I said, I'm reading through this article and it touches, you touched on, and you said you write one of these every week for Fletcher's publication. But there's a musical chairs kind of phenomenon happening right now in city and county government. And I was reading through here, and I'm like, okay, interesting point, interesting point. You brought up Katie Moline. I thought, hmm. And then what you predicted in this article happened this week. Katie Moline goes from Toledo City Council to the Lucas County Auditor's position. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Reverend, that it was far, far, far out in left field. But I still was intrigued by the fact that you're somebody who has been around a while, and You've obviously got your finger on the pulse of something. How'd you do it? I just keep my ear to the ground. Um, I know my people. Um, I listen to things that are said, some things that are not said, and I question them. Yeah. Like, when you say not said, that because they should be said, or just, what do you mean by that? I mean things that are not being said when circumstances call for something to be said. I had uh, Sir Sandra McPherson and Venice Williams, two current city council people, sitting in the exact spot you're in here today. I had them on last week to talk about the Ashland Manor situation, the Covington House situation. Uh, HUD showed up this week um, and took a look at what is happening for these residences. And as a longtime Toledoan, as somebody who talks to a congregation each and every week, and you think of the people of Toledo, and possibly a contingent living the way they're living. How did this story impact you? Well, I think, first of all, that we need, particularly low-income people, need somebody to be a voice for them. They may not know how to organize themselves, and they need people in government who are not afraid to speak out. And so that's kind of what I do at my pulpit, um, speak out on behalf of people who may be marginalized and one way or another. Proactive or reactive? Both. Yeah? Both. The strength is in obviously being proactive and, and getting out there ahead of it. Well, if you can. Sometimes yeah. what you're saying falls on deaf ears. Yeah. So when you, when you wrote about Katie Moline um, and a CPA by trade and coming off of council and now there being two vacancies on council because of the shifts we've got to the city's DEI department as well, What's your read on what's happening with council? Where is council right now, in your estimation? Well, I think council is transitioning. Um, we were older. Um, demographics are shifting rapidly. 
And uh, I think pretty soon we're going to have some conflict between generations and our council needs to get younger. Dive into that a little bit. Have you written about this? Um, recently I did write yeah. about it, yes. What do you mean conflict among generations? Well, our generation is getting younger. Um, color is, is, is changing. Uh, right now the average uh, white racial group is 57 years old. Uh, the, there are more 27-year-olds than anybody else. Um, so another generation is going to be competing for resources and political representation. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation earlier today with a state representative who was on Toledo City Council, Michelle Grimm, and she said she doesn't see the, the drive for young people to seek out public service as much as maybe it needs to be. Do you subscribe to that? Um, I don't really know the context in which uh, Representative Grimm was talking about. Um, there's, there's differences in generations. Mm -hmm. um, the older generation was, uh, uh, the baby boomers were uh, here because of a post-World War II boom. Um, now you've, the, the baby boomers are um, moving on. You've got Gen X, then millennials, and Gen, Gen Z. So they all think differently. You, you talked about, obviously, the two vacancies on council. We also talked about a little bit Anita Lopez moving from the auditor's office, you talked about in this article, and creating kind of a battle uh, that is forming right now for the auditor or the Lucas County Commissioner position and what will unfold in November. What was your read on that? What is your ear to the ground on this thing? Um, there, there's going to be a primary in March. Um, Anita Lopez was appointed, but Paula Hicks Hudson also wants that position. So they're going to pretty much duke it out. Now, right now, I think that uh, Lopez has a slight edge. Uh, Paula Hicks Hudson was a former mayor, uh, so she has some name recognition out there. But my people tell me that Anita Lopez is out there in the community hustling hard, uh, keeping her ear to the ground, her hand to the plow, working very, very hard and got an early start. And she, between the two, she is the one that, the only one that has uh, achieved um, countywide uh, support mm -hmm. and won a countywide election. And as you bring up Paula Hicks Hudson, obviously council, mayor, state rep, senator, I mean, the list goes on and on. Does it give you pause coming back locally to bring, to bring back that interest in, in being back here in Toledo? I think with the political makeup of the state legislature, I think um, she could be more effective here in Lucas County, which is um, a blueberry and a strawberry patch, rather than being in Columbus where they are greatly outnumbered. You brought up a couple of names, possible fill-ins for the Toledo City Council vacancy. One of them, Mac Driscoll, who I had somebody else tell me they're pulling for them. Uh, there was another name, Michael Hart, um, who you said, obviously, on the homelessness board. Um, two names. Why, why did those come to the forefront for you? Well, Michael Hart, um, uh, he, his wife is working for uh, the city of Toledo, so there might be a conflict there. So uh, Mike has jumped out before and then uh, changed his mind. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking right now you need to keep your eye on 
um, Randall Parker, who is right now the president of the Toledo School Board, but a very smart guy, um, uh, very likable, also a, a pastor in the African-American church. Uh, he brings a lot to the table. Keep your eye out for him. In our final moments, and, and, and we talked a little bit before we came out here today, you from the pulpit and obviously seeing the congregations that uh, you speak to and uh, kind of the, the feeling that you get. And is there a changing dynamic as far as the congregation, what you've seen over the years? Are the young people coming? Do they seek out the Word of God or even some direction? Just is there that family connection? Are you seeing it where you are? Well, the younger people don't attend church like their parents and grandparents. But I tell people this, the black church is a spirit, it's a culture. Um, it goes beyond um, the building. It's more of an organism rather than an organization. So we, we get to young people through their parents, you know, so we're known even though people don't come to church every Sunday. Yeah. And then um, we're on Zoom. So sometimes uh, they're there listening in, popping in when they want to, and when they, they want to disengage, they leave. But they're still close by. How do you get them back and tell them they need the church? I, I don't. They, they will come when they need the church. Yeah. When, when, when issues come, the church is one of the first places they turn to. Finally, as we uh, get ready to say goodbye in this segment, um, you said sometimes you steal from your Sojourner Truth opinion pieces and share a little bit with your sermon or vice versa? Vice versa. <laughs> the Word of God comes first. Absolutely. Reverend, it's good All to right. see you. Thank All you right. for being on Leading Edge. Thank you for don't, having Don't me. be a stranger. I won't. All right. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. We appreciate you spending some time with us. As always, I'm going to put this out there. Sports are tough. I'm just going to leave it there. Athletes these days, these kids have all kinds of distractions. Coaching these kids, no matter the level, it can be even tougher. Well, there's an event coming up next month bringing in resources from all over. The goal is to elevate coaching standards, to enhance athlete well-being, and to positively impact the communities in which they serve. Joining me from the upcoming Northwest Ohio Coaching Summit, Jonathan Hayes, Bella Johnson. Thank you so much for being here. This is, this is big for me because, as you guys said, this is inaugural. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is something, Jonathan, you were telling me, this is done elsewhere. Right. And you guys felt a need to bring it here. Right. Um, so, Bella and I are part of programs. And, um, you know, from our graduate programs, there's regions around the country that host uh, conferences very similar to this. And uh, we kind of had the discussion that, like, we felt like we're kind of missing out. Like, Why sports? Just put that out there first and foremost. I mean, for me personally, like I was a soccer player and I coached when I was a teacher in Sylvania schools. And so sports really kind of was the thing that kind of drew me to connecting with kids. You know, when I was playing, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. So something like I just wanted to know more how to help people play better, be better. So things like that. Yeah. Bella. Um, so I actually went to school for athletic training to start, um, and I practiced as an athletic trainer. And during my time in undergrad, I kind of saw the gap in between the mental and physical side of sports, mm -hmm. and it just sparked a curiosity in me. And so I decided to pursue my education in sports psychology, um, and it kind of just led me down this path. I, I stopped you. We were getting on a tangent there because we were talking about why, when this is done in other spots, you mm -hmm. said, I think there's a need here. What, right. what did you notice? What did you recognize? So, I mean, when I was coaching, um, I was seeking out resources myself because at first I started off as an assistant coach and um, 
I really found myself just like trying to find books, material, things that just, you know, where could I learn more? Because it seemed like the, the resources weren't here. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually when I kind of got to, you know, in a space where I was like, I really want to know more, I need to know more in order to be better. Um, I sought out. Amazing concept, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Um, so I just, I was like, I need to know more. And actually my dad was the person who's like, have you thought about going for a sports psychology degree? Mm -hmm. And I was like, mm, now I am. So where do we go? And uh, the closest one that I found was down in Florida, Florida State. Uh, but it turns out, you know, without doing much research on my end, uh, there was one in Miami, Miami, Ohio. Okay. Um, but I didn't know about it at the time. So I applied to Florida State and I applied to University of Denver, which is where I actually got in. And so I went and just had a, almost like a revolution, like, like, wow, there's so much stuff out there that I didn't really? know. And I feel like I'm more equipped now to come back as a coach, but also as a consultant, also as a teacher to help not just players, but coaches and parents even kind of understand how they can be better nurture and better enhance its uh, performance. I, I wanna dive in our second segment, I wanna dive more into kind of the bullet points which you guys have laid out as far as how the day will unfold mm -hmm. when people attend. But I'm wondering, who does this speak to? Who, who, as far as from the coaching standpoint, who are you trying to reach? Who needs it? I think any coach needs it at any level. So whether that's youth level, um, high school level, collegiate level, level, or even professional level. Um, anyone who's trying to enhance their skill set as a coach. So it could be a coach that went to college for coaching, or it could just be a coach that's any ordinary you know, dad or mom out there um, who has the passion for it. And we're not just talking X's and O's here. We're talking yeah. specifics to the actual mental side right. of yes. how you approach topics, how you get through, yes? Yes, yeah. and how to communicate with your athletes yeah. um, in an effective manner. Yeah. That, yeah. And we're not talking any specific sport either. No, really, so it's like if you look at uh, performance in general like we can if you get into a philosophy most coaches knows that there's X's and O's there's a physical there's a tactical and there's a technical side of coaching but more often than not if you ask coaches you know what is the difference between elite level sport and then you know youth sport and, and amateur sport it's typically the mental side the cognitive emotional and the mental side of sport mm -hmm. and most coaches either haven't gotten that training or they don't know about it they don't know where to get it and that's kind of the other piece of this too is hey, we're a resource, we're a resource in the community. So you may not know that we exist, but here we are, we're looking to support any way we can. And one of the things that we have to overcome is we, don't, we aren't trying to take over a voice for coaches. We're trying to help the coaches enhance their voice. So typically one of the barriers is coaches don't realize that we're out there. And then when they do, it's like, well, I don't wanna bring this person in because they might um, undercut my message. I don't really trust them because I've got this cohesive group. And in fact, what our job really is, is to align with the coaches to say, hey, look, like we can communicate with you, you know, the message you're trying to, to send. We might be able to help you, you know, manage failure or uh, frustrations better, help your athletes better regulate under performance and pressure. So that's kind of the idea. So how do we better educate the coaches that this is out there, but also right. to give them skills so that they can also feel more equipped to support them. The event comes up in March. We're going to dive into it a little bit when we come back. Stay with us here on Leading Edge. Welcome back. We are so glad to have you with us once again, talking about a Northwest Ohio coaching summit that is coming up in March. Obviously, we're in February already. Bella Johnson, Jonathan Hayes joining us. I, I wanted to talk to both of you, and Bella, I'll start with you. The American Academy of Pediatrics came out, and as we're talking about sports, coaching, athletes, they said a couple of weeks ago, they're like, okay, kids need a pause. Kids are burning out. Kids are getting injured because of all this 360, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, 
your your mindset on that? Do you take some of that into this summit? Do you did, were you already prepared to talk about it? Yeah, so I think we'll definitely address some of those topics in the summit, um, just because we will be discussing how to communicate with athletes. And one thing that I specialize in is how to communicate with injured athletes and communicate the need of rest. Yes, coaches, the goal is to make the best athlete, the best teams um, as possible. And sometimes you can lose sight of the rest and the burnout that occurs, especially with youth athletes. Um, So we'll definitely be touching on kind of tips on how to address that with your athletes while still being able to coach them. The, the day breaks down as such. I mean, you're, you're talking about motivation in coaching. You're talking mm-hmm. about communicating, as you guys have pointed out, communicating with the athlete. Because just like students in a classroom, as you know, talking about being a former science teacher, mm-hmm. kids are being reached at all different, in all different ways, and you got to kind of tailor that to them. Also, the psychology of excellence. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in a psychologist mm-hmm. by trade, mm-hmm. somebody to kind of dive into that. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued by that because everybody wants to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. Parents sometimes more than the kids, coaches sometimes more than the kids. Right. Where is the balance? It's a great question. I think that's the probably trillion dollar question really mm-hmm. is because, you know, you look at youth sport and there seems to be such an overload of, you know, my kids should be doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always looking for more, always looking for, you know, My kids resources. should be traveling to the other side of Ohio Absolutely. for travel sports. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I'm or, just saying that as an example. I have no <laughs> experience on that whatsoever. I mean, even in the Michigan, there's, yeah. there, I, you know, I know some people that travel to Michigan to get training and, 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 and to play. But, like, finding the balance is hard. I mean, I think it's, it's hard because I think people are constantly bombarded with, like, this is what should be done. And I think what's cool about bringing Coop in is because um, – you know, she's a former classmate of mine. Kirsten Cooper. Yep. You're speaking of. Yep. Uh, she, she has seen it all. She's been a junior Olympic skier. She got into college after an injury, but she's now coming uh, with the background of being a, a national champion skier at University of Colorado Boulder. And then now she actually has come full circle and is operating in the USOPC, the Olympic Training Center, as a sports psychologist to help support um, athletes reach their potential, but also manage the, the, the rigors and the lifestyle that come with the, the demands of uh, traveling internationally, you know, media and all that stuff, just to try to be a human so they can perform more uh, authentic to who they are. Yeah. So people like her are, are there to provide that balance. And so when you talk about excellence and, and how it comes, it's like sometimes the, the theories are pretty simple. Just hearing it from a person who's been there and done that sometimes sends a message home better than, you know, seeing it on TV or hearing an athlete talk about it. Who, who is the best coach? Um, I'll go for my, my thing from, so I'm a big soccer guy and I think, and I'm not, I'm not talking names. I'm, oh, I'm talking oh, for you okay. to build, build yeah. a character for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and who is that? If you had to show somebody at this summit mm. and say, this is your model coach right. because they can check off this box, this box, and this yeah, box. That's a good question. I mean, I think that's, I don't think there is a this is perfect. the perfect coach yeah. because I think athletes are so different in how they need to be coached. Um, and so I think the best coach is the one that can meet all of their athletes' needs yeah. in the different ways, whether that be the physical needs, the mental needs, the emotional needs of this athlete. And it's, it's pretty hard to do that. You know, that's why there's only a couple of I'm those. Only- 
I'm only going to use Indiana University because I know it so well. It's where I graduated from. Sure. But yeah. I know the difference in Bob Knight coaching, mm-hmm. and that was my era. Right. And then Tom Allen, who was their football coach, who right. said yeah. LEO after every press conference, love each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a divide there. Yeah. Yeah. But is there somewhere in between that that perfect coach exists? Uh, I would say, yeah. I think it's really about, um, from, a, from a coaching perspective, is getting to understand who your players are or your athletes are, understanding what drives them, what their background is. And I think that's actually what is missing these days is the emotional intelligence side of coaching. Mm-hmm. So many, again, so many X's and O's, physical, tactical, technical, but about like, how do you relate to somebody? How do you understand them? What, where are they coming from? Mm-hmm. And so I think when you can, can do that and you can actually connect with them, I think you make an alliance between the two. And then I'm, as a player, I'm bought into a person who believes in me, sees me, recognizes me, and, and then, you know, encourages me and can push me outside that comfort zone like we all talk about. I want to bring the graphic up so we can show people at home this comes up next month. Once again, the Northwest Ohio Coaching Summit, March 2nd, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Not a huge chunk of ch- ch- excuse me, chunk of time, but man, they are going to fill your head with so much great stuff. Northwest Ohio Coaching Summit at gmail.com is where you go get more information and or yes. sign up. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. You guys nailed it. That was fantastic. Really good stuff, and we, ho- we hope you get a lot of response. Thank okay. you. Thank Absolutely. You. Jonathan, Bella, thank you. Stay right there. We'll wrap things up for this week right after this. Great conversation again this week. We aim to please each and every week. If you've got ideas for Leading Edge, please reach out to me, Jeff Smith, at WTOL.com. And if you missed any part of our show, you can always find us on our YouTube page. Have a great rest of your week. I'm Jeff Smith. We'll see you next time. Thank you.